It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Behind the Steel Curtain co-editor Dave Schofield coming at you again. It's Thursday morning. It's been a different week for me. Um, a little bit strange, but I'm happy to be here with you talking some geeky numbers and, and things of that nature. Yeah, the reason it's been a different week for me is I actually have not appeared on a YouTube podcast in almost a week until I am actually recording this right now. Um, on Wednesday night before I'm just before I'm getting ready to go on live with Jeffrey Benedict on the curtain call. And it's been over a week since I've done a, a YouTube podcast because I, I was not on the Steelers preview last Thursday after I came, came to you all on Thursday morning because it was my son's birthday. I was actually with big brosco out on his fishing boat, um, with my son. That's what he got to do for his birthday. And, uh, if you don't know who I'm talking about, when I say Big Bro Sco, you're missing out because you're not. That means you haven't caught the Sco Bro Show. Hopefully, that's something that you've caught before. Um, I really enjoy doing that with my brother on Tuesday evenings. But this this past week, we had a switch up this week. It was kind of fun where uh, Michael Beck was filling in for me on the Sco Bro Show Tuesday night. I just spent uh, a couple days away with the family. Um, went to a nice little indoor water park, Great Wolf Lodge. Um, Hit up the one in Williamsburg, Virginia. It was pretty nice. Um, 
spent two days doing that. And therefore, because I was traveling, Michael Beck covered for me on Tuesday night. If you haven't checked out the Scobro show from this Tuesday, make sure you do that. Also, that therefore, because da, 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 happy birthday to you, Michael Beck. We are one day removed from it now. But on Wednesday, Michael Beck hit a quarter of a century. Yeah, he's just a young guy up there from the great white north. So, man, he's young. He's Canadian. He's West Coast. Michael Beck, he's a he's a whole different bird from, from uh, somebody like me. And, well, I can't say uh, Jeff Hartman because Jeff's younger than me as well. But uh, we've got a whole family of podcasters. If you don't know who I'm talking about, you are missing out. If you've stumbled on this podcast for the first time and you do not know the entire BTSC family of podcasts, my goodness, I, I tell you what, I can't keep up with them all. I there is so much content, I can't listen to all of it every week. And you know what? That's our goal. You should not be lacking in your Steelers content. That if you're someone who likes to listen to podcasts, I mean, if you have a three-hour commute each way every day, I'm sorry, I don't know that we could cover you there. Uh, that's not me. I have about a three-second commute um, from from my bedroom to my kitchen. <laughs> it seems like, um, or, or my dining room table where I sit and do my BTSC work. But um, I, I do my 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 best to try to keep up on all these podcasts. I know uh, last weekend I got to catch the retro show for the first time in a long time. My goodness, that show, the, the way they're doing that now, uh, fantastic. Love the setup. Tony Defio is too legit to quit. Um, if you caught that episode, you know what I'm talking about. So make sure you are checking out all our all our podcasts. And like I say, the ones that if you can catch out a live show on YouTube or Facebook um, in the evenings, that's great. If not, they're still there in, in two parts on the audio platform. Make sure you check it out, everything with, with Behind the Steel Curtain, especially the website, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We we do everything that we can to be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. So um, I'm coming at you tonight. I, I kind of had a little bit of a change up. I was going to do one question that um, that was that was actually sent indirectly to me, but uh, it was it was advised to me, you know, maybe save that one. Do do this this week. I, I actually am answering a specific question from one Jefferson Hartman um, in the first half. I do have another question from an email that I'll be do, doing um, in the second part of the show. But what Jeff wanted to know is, is this is all about, it's this time of year we're going to be looking at where some players are looking to maybe get extensions. This is when the contract extensions happened. You generally happen for the Steelers. Um, after, after training camp, uh, not training camp, after OTAs, which we're not quite done OTAs. We still got mandatory mini camp next week. But after that, coming up in these few weeks, you're, you could ha- be hearing news of maybe some players uh, with a contract extension. This could go all the way up to the start of the season. And it could even be very last minute this year. It could be late because, remember, there's Steelers play the Hall of Fame game. Then they have three preseason games. Week one, two, and three. There is no week four of the of the preseason. Roster cutdowns are on August thirty first, and the Steelers don't play until September twelfth. So you have almost two weeks after that, where there are still some some things that can be um, done on that side of everything. Now, just to remind you all, there's certain things when it comes to contracts that the Steelers do and the Steelers don't do. The Steelers do not negotiate contracts during the season. The reason that happens is because it's created problems in the past. Um, I wish I could get 
more specific with the players, but it's before, definitely before my time with BTSC. I'm pretty sure it was either early in the Kevin Colbert era or pre-Kevin Colbert. I'm pretty sure it's pre-Kevin Colbert, if I remember right, because I'm thinking it's it was in the 90s. Um, I feel bad. I did wasn't even planning on sharing the story. That's why I don't have all the information for you. But what it was is there was players looking to get contract extensions. It was during the season. One player got it. A couple other players didn't. There was some a- animosity, some locker room problems, and the Steelers had a real strong season going, and things just kind of fell off at the end because of team chemistry and, and things like that. So they just made it a a policy that they aren't going to negotiate contracts during the season. I, I, I remember the, I'm if I'm I wish I knew the year again because I wasn't planning on going into this, but there was still the the story of Troy Palomalu signing his new contract to then get on the plane to travel for the Steelers week one game. Um, That's just kind of how they work. So that's one thing to remember. Another thing to remember is that the Steelers, now this is something that I'm going to then explain a little bit about. The Steelers don't extend players with more than one year remaining on their contract with the exception of quarterbacks. Okay. Um, They have that quarterback exception, but that's, that's the way they've done it. That's the way they worked it. I could see them changing that this year of making a different exception because there is a situation that would, that would call for it. And it's the one situation that I've talked about a lot. A restructure of Stefan to is not easy right now because he's under the old CBA. I mean, it can be done, but as I say, you're not just kicking the can down the road. You're causing the can to get bigger. It's one thing if you're trading off dollar for dollar, in, on in the against the salary cap from one year to the next, they would have to pay Stefan to it more because of this 17th game addition that the league is paying part of that based on your base salary. If he changes his base salary, it'll change that amount. All these things I've I've described this several times in articles of behind the steel curtain.com. So you've got the whole thing like that that I could say them saying, hey. Because of this circumstance and a new CBA that governs our stuff, maybe we should go ahead and say, let's do an extension just to get you under the new CBA. They could do it. It would be a really big deal if they did it, but that goes against their general rules. But if you're talking about players that are going to be um, looking for a contract extension, some people might instantly think, oh, well, what about Minka Fitzpatrick? Well, technically, since the Steelers picked up his fifth-year option, he's under contract for two more years. I don't know that that's an exception to the rule. It could be. I'm not looking for it. I'm looking more for that um, in the next year. Now, someone like Terrell Edmonds, who they did not pick up his option, that's someone who could be getting an extension this offseason. But going from a rookie deal to a second deal generally doesn't help much with the salary cap unless they set it up that way um, that it would, that it, it might not be the most beneficial thing. The big one, this is the one, this is the topic of the show. All that I did, all this set up is because we wanted to talk about TJ Watt. Is it better for the Steelers to extend TJ Watt now, or is it better for them to extend him in 2022? And honestly, there are some pros and cons to this in general. Now, because TJ Watt is, under contract, he's playing the fifth-year option for the Steelers this year. He has a guaranteed salary. Um, it was locked in, what was it, 
right after the beginning of the of the league year. I mean, they could have. It wasn't guaranteed then, um, just because he was under the old CBA. New CBA stuff that fit like Minka when the Steelers pick up that fifth year option for Minka Fitzpatrick. Boom, it's guaranteed before year both year four and year five automatically become guaranteed. That wasn't it with TJ Watt, but the time has passed. There was no way they were going to do anything crazy with TJ Watt. He is locked in with a base salary of this year of $10.089 million. So we could say 10.1 if we wanted to. Um, But that's the exact figure. That is his exact salary. That is his exact cap number. And there's nothing going on there that could save anything with with the exception of an extension. So what kind of money are we talking about for TJ Watt? My goodness. Here's what I did. I went back and I looked at the six highest paid edge rushers at this time. And the reason that I went six is because all of those signed contracts at the time of $100 million or more. They all had a yearly average of $19 million or more. I mean, and only one of them was under 20. Now, as we go through these, we'll see that this might be, some of them might have a better indication for TJ Watt. Some of them might not, but a lot of this also has to do with how the Steelers do their contracts. They don't do a bunch of crazy stuff. They pretty much do it straightforward. When the Steelers do a contract, you are, you are looking at, I would say three things. Okay. You're looking at base salary, signing bonus, roster bonus. That's pretty much what they do. The Steelers don't do much with like a workout bonus or a per game bonus or things like that. This is their general structure that you can see from Steelers salaries. And now when a player signs a new deal, most of the time, most of the time, not always, but most of the time, their base salary is for the league minimum or not much more. Uh, for example, Cam Hayward last year with his new deal, his base salary was $1.5 million, where the league minimum was right around a million dollars. So it was a little bit more, but you don't get that big elevated salary right off the bat. It's, u- it's usually league minimum or not much more. And then the big signing bonus, which then salary cap wise gets spread out over the next five years. Even if it's an eight year contract, you're talking the next five years. Now the Steelers have done some things this year that they've never done before, like used void years in contracts. They did it with Ben Roethlisberger. They did it with Cam Sutton. They did it with Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, things that they added void years to Eric Ebron, things like that. Those are some things that they could do, but generally what the Steelers would are doing is this kind of contract. Now I, I already talked a little bit about this thing with, with TJ Watt in an article that I did that was about how the Steelers have options to save money under the cap, but they're not great. I talked about how they could extend some of their veterans. The the reason they're not great is offering an extension. You know, how long of an extension do you want to offer a player who's 32 years old? If you're talking someone like Joe Hayden or David DeCastro or things like that. Um, then I talked about the restructuring. The only guys that could restructure are are Tuit and Boswell, who are the two guys under the old system, under the old CBA. Every player that has a contract under the new CBA who had um, years where they could restructure, the Steelers already did it. 
They did it. So to say that, oh, that that old CBA talking, that doesn't mean anything. Well, then how come all the players on the new CBA, they restructured, but all the players on the old CBA, with the exception of Ben Roethlisberger, because he got a new deal where he took a pay cut. So that changed that. That made that all different. Everyone else was old CBA and they haven't done it. So they're kind of, that's. I'm looking at that, that they're saving that as a last resort for when they really need it and not doing it until then. So, and then my third thing was about a, a new deal for TJ Watt. And the reason I'm saying this might not be the best thing for saving cap space is because of how much of a signing bonus is Watt looking for. Because the number you want to think of right off the bat is if TJ Watt plays this year for the league minimum, which is just under a million dollars. So we'll round it to a million dollars for someone um, with at, at, with his years of experience because it's 990K is what it really is. Um, and you'll round that off. If you want to look at, how much of a signing bonus he could get and the Steelers not have to spend more on the salary cap, you're talking $45 million. Okay. Because $45 million divided up over five years, that would be $9 million a year. So that would put TJ Watt this year at $10 million towards the salary cap. He's currently at 10.1. I think you figured that out. So the question is, would the Steelers want to be giving TJ Watt a bigger signing bonus? or? Is that not how they would structure the contract? Because the only way they could save money for this year would be to have a signing bonus um, less than that. For every $5 million less that signing bonus is, it would save $1 million against the salary cap, assuming you're talking about that base salary. So a $35 million signing bonus for TJ Watt and a bit, you know, in the minimum base salary, I mean, that would pay him, you know, $36 million this year. But at the same time, that would save the Steelers $2 million under the cap. So it would, but it wouldn't. You also got to remember, what kind of numbers are the Steelers usually giving in a signing bonus? For example, Ben Roethlisberger, when he signed his extension in 2000, and I'm pretty sure 19, when he did that one, not his last deal, but the one before, he had a $37.5 million, million guarantee because it was all signing bonus. That's pretty much how the Steelers guarantee contracts is by their bonuses. So it's not that they can't guarantee other years and other things of, of that nature, but that's the biggest guarantee you get is that big signing bonus up front. So if I'm looking at the top six edge rushers in the NFL, meaning – Pay, Payment-wise, you're talking Joey Bosa, Miles Garrett, Khalil Mack, Demarcus Lawrence, Frank Clark, and Von Miller. Um, all those guys signed a contract for more than $100 million. So it, that order that I gave you wasn't the size of their contract, but that was the order that they were in there. In there if you take the size of their contract, divided by the number of years, how many years they had. For example, you've got Joey Bosa. He signed... A six-year deal was basically um, um, an extension because um, I, I think they had done the five, the, the the fifth year option, but then gave them a new deal before it happened. Things like that. Um, uh, I, I'm not sure if they did the option or not, but it would have been during his fifth year, is what I'm saying. So when they when they did that, he he got 135 million dollars over the life of the contract is what he's due. He signed it in 2020. That was an average of $27 million a year. It was a six-year deal, and he got a $35 million bonus to start. So 
That's that's what they did. So the way it worked for Bosa was he counted $15 million towards the salary cap his first year of his contract. Remember, first year of that contract is what we're looking at for TJ Watt to see what the Steelers can work with in 2021. So, but the reason they did that is because they gave him a $1 million base salary, but he, they gave him a $7 million roster bonus. So, so that was an extra $7 million that wasn't spread out over those other years. And that's why it was a $15 million cap cap hit. They guaranteed his contract for the first three years. So he's guaranteed through next season um, of all the, of all these things, but he had, you know, he had the $15 million cap hit. Then it jumped up. Um, it's, it's 20.75 million this year. Then you've got big jumps of 28, 31, 29, um, the last one's not as much because the prorated bonus didn't get that far. That one actually looks more like similar what I would could see something with TJ Watt. Um, except I don't know that the Steelers would want to do that big roster bonus because that would bump his cap up hit up so much, and they don't have the cap room for that right now. If you look at Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett's is is different because he actually got his deal before his fourth year of his rookie deal. So they signed his like with one year left before they even had to do like a fifth year option. So that's, so his started in 2020, it was for seven years and he got 125 million, which comes to $25 million a year. Um, actually, so no, that's a, that's five years. Um, but they have it all listed out here. Um, boy, that's different because, because they said he signed a five year, $125 million contract extension. Oh, because it was on top of the two years he already had. That's where I. That's why it's for seven years from now that he's signed through. Sorry, I got my numbers messed up for a second. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. It was five years on top of the two years he had left. So that's why his numbers are a little bit different. He signed through 2026. Um, he had he got a 21 million dollar signing bonus, but he also had these other bonuses that were kicking in, like the first and second uh, day of the league year, but they were. They were there. They kick in as a as a different type of bonus where it does get prorated. I mean, there's a lot of strange language just in the notes of his contract that I don't see the Pittsburgh Steelers doing that, doing stuff that way. Now, granted, Miles Garrett, his his salary cap number for his first year of this contract. Remember, it was extension of five years beyond the two he was already under contract. So that first year cap number, what do you know? It was ten point one which is what TJ watches this year, but mainly because of the prorated bonus that he got it now for that extension. It, I mean, some of it didn't kick in until that, until the second year of where he was extending of, of bonuses. He'll get there. It's a lot of stuff. So it's not, we can look at how much he makes a year, but it doesn't give us a much of a good indication of what's going on with TJ Watt. So then you go to Khalil Mack. The thing that was interesting with Khalil Mack is he signed his back in 2018. This was what he did when he came to um, came to the Bears. Um, he signed a six-year extension, which was beyond what he was already under contract for. In essence, it was for when when this kicked in, it was for seven years plus one. And the reason I'm saying plus one is he's got a void year thrown on at the end to help with that prorated bonus. So he had bonuses kicking in at the time of the contract bonuses kicking in when the new one started a bunch of, a bunch of different things like that. 
but his his was 141 million dollars but that averaged out to 23.5 million per season and it was a 34 million signing bonus is what he got so that's starting to tell you more about what the signing bonuses are that that players were getting that was just below Joey Bosa's 35 um DeMarcus Lawrence for the Cowboys um which is funny he's up there in pay but I don't think of him as being in the same category as some of these other guys, but that's just me. Um, he signed his his five year deal in 2019, so that's when he signed. So he's he's got a, he's got a void year tacked on at the end. He had a five year deal plus a void year tacked on at the end. Um, he got a 25 million dollar signing bonus, and he counted. He's counting. He counted 11.1 towards the salary cap his first year, but once again. They used the base salary. They had the prorated bonus, but then he they had he had a roster bonus of what he had his first year. Now there's something else you can do with that roster bonus that I could I can I'll explain here a little bit when I compare TJ back to some Steelers. So that was Demarcus Lawrence. Um, the next one was really interesting um, in Frank Clark, but this one's different because he was traded because he was traded from the Seahawks to the Chiefs. He technically signed a five-year, $104 million contract. That comes to $20.8 million a year. It was, uh, um, he, got a nine, he, he got a lot of fully guarantees. Um, 19 of that was from, a, was from the signing bonus. And because of everything, he, and that he had some workout bonuses and other bonuses, but they weren't very big. The Chiefs did it kind of like the Steelers. His cap number was only $6.5 million because he had that cheap, cheap base salary. And then he had his, his prorated bonus that he was getting um, along with that. So then he had another bonus in for 2020 that this is all, this is all um, coming from over the cap.com. Just so you know, that kicked in as a, that would end up being a prorated bonus that was added on top of that as well. So they did a good job of keeping his cap number very low the first year because they were fighting for it. So as you can see, it can be done. It can be done if, if that's what you need to do, but let's go ahead and round it out here with Vaughn Miller. He had a $114 million contract um, for his was, his was for six years. And so it was 19.083333 repeating um, per year, signed in 2016. So that he, he's coming up towards the end of it. He's only got this year left of the end of the Von Miller deal. But, but back then, um, with his bonus and base salary and everything, he had a salary cap hit his first year of $11.5 million before it jumped up. So the thing that you need to remember with, with these contracts for these edge rushers is that it's it's really moving along to where they – what you, you have a small number and then it jumps – but some of them didn't keep that number that small because they did it in a different type of bonus to where it was still the same number, but it didn't hurt, didn't they didn't want it to jump too much. What would the Steelers want to do with with TJ Watt? They're probably gonna want to keep that low this year if they would do it now. So for example, if you look at Cam Hayward's deal last year, I already said he got the $1.5 million base salary. He had um, his signing bonus. It was $17.5 million. And he also had a $2.75 million roster bonus. 
But the way over the cap explains that the roster bonus was treated as a signing bonus since the contract was executed after what would have been the last preseason game. Therefore, it just got rolled in as a signing bonus and spread out based on when that contract is. So you could see that there's also timing issues here that you can do one of those things to help spread out that money if that's what the Steelers are ultimately trying to do with TJ Watt. Now, you're saying, well, you don't want to let him go. You can't let TJ Watt get away. No, you can't let TJ Watt get away. But the Steelers have options next year. They have this, they could. If if don't panic if TJ Watt does not sign a deal before the beginning of this year, this this coming regular season, because they will use the franchise tag in order to hold on to him. I don't think they want to use it to try to keep from having to pay him as much. I think they want to use it to have more time to negotiate the deal. It might next year the Steelers would have more room where they could they could give him either a larger base salary or what they normally do, have that larger um, roster bonus for him that would then sp- not make the cap, you know, the, the cap jump up so much every year after that. That is the option that they would have next year. So, bottom line is when it comes to doing it in 2021 versus 2022, and I know this first part has gone really, really long. We're going to have a, a short second part of the, of the show. Is that how much of it do they want to do as a huge signing bonus that's spread out evenly? Um, where you have a small first year and then a big jump, or do they want to do not as much of a signing bonus and do it as a roster, some of it as a roster bonus that first year. So it's a little bit more even year to year. That's going to be the difference between this year and next year. It could get done this year, but you're going to, then you're going to see bigger jumps um, in the years to come of his, of TJ Watt's cap number, but he's the best defensive player in the NFL. He's going to be worth every penny. We're going to take a quick break. and we come back, we're going to look at the other outside Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, the Steelers Stat Geek. Man, there was a lot of numbers to talk about. I, I did a lot of setup that I wasn't planning on doing to, to talk about contracts to have a little bit better understanding. But wow, the Steelers have options when it comes to TJ Watt. They really just need to decide how they want to structure this contract with how much they want to pay him. Do you want to give the bigger signing bonus or spread it out to a roster bonus to where it's not as much? You've got to you've you've got to really work on that ten million dollar salary cap number right now. They can't really go above that for this year, um, just because of other things they need to do. It's possible 
it all comes down to how they want to play it. But uh, here was the other question that I that I have. Um, this was coming from Dave McLaughlin. Sent me an email. My email is stlrsuperfandad at gmail.com. You can send the questions there or just stlrsuperfandad for Twitter. Uh, you can hit me up there. He wanted to know. He says uh, um, he said that he believes Alex Highsmith had an amazing rookie year and is set to be more than an adequate starting outside linebacker. Um, and even mentioned how it could be he could have been a first-round draft pick in a redraft, perhaps. Okay. Um, he wants to know how this can be backed up statistically. He wanted to compare um Alex Highsmith's production um to Bud Dupree. Um and wanted to look maybe at Bud Dupree as as a rookie um is a way to do this. So that's that's the way I was looking at this is to kind of compare Highsmith to Dupree. And it's 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 kind of a little bit difficult. Um, I, I covered this a little bit with a, with a vertex probably six weeks ago with uh, Jeffrey Benedict. And it was, remember, Dupree only had 11 games in, in 2020. In those 11 games, he had eight sacks. You know, he had two passes defensed. He had 31 tackles. He had 15 quarterback hits, you know, which is some pretty good stuff. Um, he technically blitzed eight, 81 times, according to Pro Football Reference. He had 12 hurries, seven quarterback knockdowns, 28 pressures to go with all of those. Um, that was his statistics. Um, but when you look at Alex Highsmith, remember he played all 16 games, but he only started five of them the last five. Now, this is regular season. This isn't counting the playoffs um, where – Highsmith had two sacks and 48 tackles for the year. Um, Six quarterback hits. If you really want to look at it, he was blitzed 36 times, six hurries, four quarterback knockdowns, two sacks, 12 pressures. Um, It was interesting that Highsmith um, only had a 4.0% missed tackles rate where Dupree had 6.1. So that was pretty interesting. Um, Highsmith also, he was tar. He, he did more in pass coverage. He was targeted nine times, five completions. That's 5.56%. But he had, he had that interception as well, where Dupree, he was only targeted three times, gave up two completions. So Highsmith was used a little bit more in the passing game, but what's even more interesting of a comparison of the two is their rookie seasons. Okay. Um, so what, what it was, was I'm, I'm, I'm looking back right now at this vertex, both of them, their rookie years really had some stuff that lined up. So this was 2015 for Bud Dupree and 2020 for Alex Highsmith. Both appeared in all 16 games, both started five games. Now Dupree played more snaps. He played, played 563, his rookie year to Highsmith's 437. Highsmith had more tackles. His rookie year, 48 versus 26 versus Dupree. Um, Dupree had twice as many sacks. He had four sacks as a rookie, where Highsmith only had two. Okay. Their quarterback hits, tackles for loss, all these things were almost complete. I mean, they were basically identical. And they both had a pass defense. Okay. And Highsmith had the interception. So when you want to look at their rookie numbers, there's a lot to see there. Um, Highsmith was in on more tackles. 
but he didn't have as many sacks. I can't tell you the advanced statistics that I did with like knockdown sacks, pressures, whatnot, because those at Pro Football Reference only go back to 2018, and we were talking 2015. But they had extremely similar rookie seasons with the number of starts and everything. So if you also want to – the biggest thing with Dupree is he was promising as a rookie, but then his second year is when it was like, uh, uh uh-oh, what kind of happened here? And that was because he only appeared in seven games his rookie year. So, or sorry, not his rookie, her second year. So then you kind of had that fall off and then you had to have him coming back from injury, things like that. So Alex Highsmith, it'll be really interesting to compare what he does this year, because I still don't know that you would look for what maybe Bud Dupree was in 2019, but maybe even, you know, closer to that than, than what Dupree gave in like his second year. So that's some of the numbers to back up what was going on with Highsmith to show that he and Bud Dupree as rookies were extremely similar, almost almost identical with their statistics. So if you're like, oh no, you lost Dupree, all you've the biggest thing you lost with Bud Dupree is experience. Okay, they're not the same player. Dupree is better against the run, but Highsmith is better in coverage. So they both have different strengths, but when you talk about their level of play, um, I, I don't know that there's going to be a huge drop off there. So I've already run over with the time here. Um, it's been a lot of fun going through all these numbers. My goodness. I always am wondering, do I have enough numbers for a full show? I didn't even have a chance to do all my numbers. And that's why I like stat geek stuff so much that, that it's such a good time to just talk about these things with you. As I've said before, make sure if you have a question, please reach out to me on Twitter or email. That's STLR Superfandad for Twitter. Add at Gmail for the email and uh, ask a question. Ask away. I'm always looking for stuff and make sure you are checking out all the podcasts. Like I say, it's it's almost impossible to, to catch everything because we try to give you that much. But um, I want to thank Jeff Hartman for giving me his question. Hey, when the leader of the ride or die crew asks a question that he wants to hear on stat geek, you got to come through for him. And then once again, I also want to want to thank um, uh, Dave McLaughlin um, for his email question as well. So there you have it. Thanks for joining me. And as I always say, thanks for geeking out. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.